Hi, church. Are we all okay? Good. So, and before we get into the word, I'm just going to give an introduction about today's service and the theme for it, if that's okay. So, whilst planning for today's service, I've had the word stepping out on my heart and my mind. And when I've thought about this phrase, stepping out, I can actually see how it's been a theme for our young people since the beginning of the year. Um, At the start of the year, one of our amazing youth leaders, Aby, who unfortunately isn't here this morning because she's poorly. Aby, we love you. We'll see you soon. But she led a series on the armour of God, and her heart behind that was to, um, for the young people to be what she called ready light bearers. So during this series, we, the team's aim was to encourage and equip the young people to be effective bearers of Jesus' light in their environments by making sure they were first prepared by the armour of God. Following on from that, since Easter, we've been doing a series called Taking Ground, which has been all about reaching the unreached with the love of Jesus and the truth of the gospel. Um, And in this series, the young people have looked at the fact that as Christians, we're called to go against the flow, and that uh, we need to be courageous when being obedient to God and stepping out into the unknown. So stepping out seems like a pretty pretty good thing for today, Um, especially because we've already seen a lot of our young people already step out this morning, and it ties in really well with how we're ending our service later on. Um, but yeah, we've seen our young people step out in many different ways, whether that be doing something new or something that scares them or by using their gifts and talents. And it's been a privilege to, and exciting to see them do that this morning, hasn't it? They've done an incredible job. Um, and I'm really so, so proud of each and every one of them this morning. I just want to highlight the spoken word earlier, just because um, actually each of those verses that the boy said, they wrote themselves and it was their heart that they were sharing. Um, and I just think that's so powerful, what they had to say. And it just shows, yeah, shows what they want to see and I believe they will help make happen in this generation. Um, and so I thought what it's important to say that while I hope this service will be an encouragement to them and encouragement to keep stepping out, I also hope it will be a big encouragement for the rest of you. Because we can learn so much from this generation. They have so much to bring. I have personally learned so much from them and been challenged by their faith. So while Dan and I were planning for this service, we were trying to work out what to do with the sermon. And we said Harry would be amazing at it. I'm excited for that. Is everyone excited for Harry? Woo! And Dan asked me, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. We'll come back to that. So we carried on planning the rest of the service. And I was getting this nudge, you know that? persistent nudge from the Holy Spirit that honestly I was trying to ignore but I couldn't and um, so I was like oh I, I can do the talk with Harry so I was like oh I was waiting for you to suggest that that's great um, but those of you that know me know that I hate being up here I really don't like it it really scares me but and I'm not saying that for attention or sympathy but because I want to be a role model to these young people and I want them to know that I also find this scary um, and that I want to put them to put into action what I am asking them and encouraging them to do. I couldn't really ask them to step out if I wasn't willing to do it myself. So, uh, so I hope that what I'm going to say is encourage you to step out where you are because we can get comfortable, can't we? We can get comfortable in how we serve, comfortable in our friendships, even comfortable 
in our relationship with God. So we need to step out of these comfortable places, into the uncomfortable places, into the unknown and the new places that God has called us into, even if it scares you. So when I was thinking about what we could talk about today, this morning, the, the, um, the idea of walking on water uh, fit perfectly with stepping out. And so before me and Harry speak, I'd like to invite Krista up to read the passage. Matthew 14, 20, um, verse 22 to 33. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent, while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went in, up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was down there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were disciples were in trouble far away from the land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves about three o'clock in the morning Jesus Jesus came towards them walking on water when the disciples saw him walking on the water they were terrified but in their fear they cried out it's a ghost but Jesus spoke to them at once don't be afraid he said take courage I am here then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately, immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have... You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Thank you, Krista. Sorry if the, the verses didn't match the ones on the screen. Krista was reading from NLT version rather than NIV version because that's what I'm preaching from today. So for a bit of co- uh, context, this passage happens immediately after the feeding of the 5,000, where the disciples have just witnessed Jesus perform an amazing miracle of feeding 5,000 men plus women and children uh, with five loaves and two, two fish. Then we fast forward a bit to when the disciples are on the boat, crossing the Sea of Galilee, and they see a man walking on water. They do not recognize this man as Jesus until he re- re- reveals himself by saying, don't be afraid, take courage, I'm here, which is verse 27. Or in some translations it says that I am is here. So my first point is take courage, Jesus is here. Now this is interesting as he doesn't say, don't worry, it's me, Jesus, it's fine. He says that I am is here. And the disciples, in particular Peter, respond to that. Um, which shows that they begin to realise who Jesus is. The name that I am, the name I am, is how God revealed himself 
to Moses at the burning bush. God said, I am who I am. And by, by God revealing himself in this way, he was describing his eternal power and his unchangeable character. In Revelation 1.8, it says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. And the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. The disciples would have recognized this name from the Jewish text and known the power it holds. This name shows God's stability and security. And so it's no wonder that Jesus' presence immediately calmed the fears of the disciples. In Isaiah 41.10, God makes this promise. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And since we know God is the unchanging one, we can trust that his promises are also unchanging and that his, the promises he's made to us, he will keep. Um, that's where I am. Oh, and we have the privilege of always having Jesus' presence with us. So what do we have to fear? It's normal to have worries, but God doesn't want us to be overcome by fear. When we believe in God, we have a mindset that expects God to act and move in our lives and in the spaces around us. So when we act on this expectation and put it into practice in our lives, we can be overcome our fears, for his perfect love casts out all fear. So take courage today and know that he is with you. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. My second point is take courage and step out. Jesus commanded the disciples to take courage, and that's exactly what Peter did. In verses 28 and 29, it says, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. Peter wasn't putting Jesus to the test here by asking Jesus to tell him to walk on water, but he was reacting in faith. Sometimes God can tell us what he'd like us to do and expect us to act on it in response to that. But God also wants you to ask him, Lord, shall I do this? Or God, what do I need to do now? And respond in faith to what he says. Our relationship with God works two ways. And he wants to hear our hearts and our ideas as much as he wants to speak into our lives. Um, the youth will know my story a bit, but when I finished sixth form, what I had planned and expected to happen didn't happen. So I ended up working in a nursery and doing that while I redid an A-level. And I just thought that was a bit of a blip in my plan and that I'd go back to that. But when opportunity came for me to then go and do what I was planning to do, it didn't feel right anymore. Um, so at that point, I started to ask God, what, what should I be doing now? What am I meant to do with my life? And he said, what about youth work? And he opened the doors for me to start working here. But often in life, I try and ask the smaller questions too, like, what should I speak about in kids today? Or is this going to help the youth today? Um, and I believe God wants us to ask questions. Don't be scared of asking God questions, because I believe that he wants to partner with us in all aspects of our lives, the big and the small, but especially when it comes to living out and acting on his word. Through the power of the Holy Spirit... You know, he has given us the ability to notice where his presence is needed 
Who needs a touch of him? And where change needs to happen? In Philippians 2.13 it says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. But when we hear him speak, or feel his nudge, or we get the go-ahead, we need to act on what he said. Uh, And when you do step out, remember who it is that you are walking towards, journeying with, and stepping out for. It's the great I am. So how can you step out to make God known and see lives changed in your, in your situation? Firstly, take courage. Jesus is here. And take courage and step out. Harry's going to share a bit more. Good morning, church. Once again. I'm going to be truthful with you and say I'm really scared to be here. (laughs) Like, I woke up this morning and I was like, whoa, I'm really preaching, you know. But I got a realization in this moment that it's in my weakness where God's strength really shows. That it's not through my strength that I can get get up here and talk, but it's through his spirit in me. And today I wanted to talk about a verse that Jesus said says, you of so little faith, why do you doubt? Because me, myself, I find whenever I see others going through so many hardships and me with my wisdom of knowing God and me not helping them, I come to doubt my very belief. And church, as we all see ourselves as new beings in Christ, it's our duty to step out and spread the word and not letting this weakness that we always get to have of not having confidence takes such a grasp on us, but being in a dependent state where we are humble and we allow God's plan to flow through us. See, what you need to know is God, the one who created you, the one who walks with you for all trials and tribulations, is with you at all times. So I ask you, why don't you try to step out more? Because... I know there's been many opportunities that we've been given to spread the word. Like especially for me, when I'm in school, surrounded by so many youths, and constantly seeing misdirected people. And I'm like, why? Why don't I help them? And what recently surprised me was my friend who I've known for five years gave his life to God. And see, the thing is, when I was in school, I felt like I didn't talk about Jesus as much as I could have. I really crept a few words in like, oh, God bless you, God bless you. Uh, Stay blessed, guys, stay blessed. (laughs) But when I was with my friend, because we were like in more an enclosed environment, I felt like I could talk about my faith more. And what you don't actually realize is that God will put you in situations where you're going to have to step out. And that in these conversations that you think are so simple and don't really seem to make a difference, they so seize into the spirit. And throughout life, these seeds sprout and they continue to grow and grow. Because <laughs> um, see, my friend was always a spirited person. He always seemed to stay on his own path. He was a friend who always used to keep it real. Because I know a lot of times in school, people always used to put on masks and be fake. 
but my friend always wanted to be true, true to who he was. Not overthinking what to say or who to be for today. And it was always a friend I could laugh with. Honestly, the first friend I ever got in secondary school. And what a blessing it is. But it's amazing how God works. He opens doors and paths that we don't even realize we're on. Because truly, his timing is better than our timing. As recently, um, before he actually gave his life to God, I saw my friend's mindset start to change. As he started to realize that it wasn't just about him anymore, but there was something more important. His whole way of living started to shift. And obviously others think these are just normal changes, but I knew that only God can do these type of things. And finally, I see that these seeds had sprouted and that they changed the very foundation that he was once in. And God had truly taken a place in his life. And that was now for, it's now time for him to start a new one. And what was really funny about this encounter was that the news that he told me was over a text. It was just like, yo, yo, hurry. I just gave my life to God. He was like, man, I feel so refreshed. I feel so new. And I, <laughs> I see life differently now. And honestly, I just sat there for a moment. I was like, whoa, my friend, someone I knew for so long, had given his life to God. And truly, you to see, especially for me, how blessed I was to be in a family that grew up in having faith. But I had to understand that everybody had that and how hard it was for others who didn't have faith in the beginning to get to know Jesus. And you see, we all have friends and family who need to hear it. Because it's not for us, because we're already saved. We know how great life is now, but it's for them who don't know him. Because the love and joy that we get to experience because of knowing Jesus, shouldn't others also experience it? Also know his love, his peace, and his warmth. So I encourage you all to step out from your comfort zone and to step into the prosperous plan God has for you. Church, church to step out to your workplaces, schools, universities, homes, and know God is with you. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. So, after we step out, then what? My third point is take courage and hold on. Verses 30 to 31 say, but when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Immediately, uh, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. So Peter demonstrated initial courage when he stepped out of the boat. But then his faith wavered when he saw, when he was distracted by what was going on around him. And, uh, and he realized how vulnerable he was. One of the enemy's favorite tricks is distraction. This is because distraction can take us off the course, that, for, of, off of track for God's will for your life. And it causes you to forget and question what you were doing and who God says you are. And if he can get you to take your eyes off of Jesus, then it's easy for you to be overwhelmed by the situation you're, and the task at hand. Because it can seem impossible, can't it? And you may think that you're not the right person for the job. 
But if it's something that God has asked you to do, then he will equip you and then make you more than capable to do it through and with him. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. So in order to do what God has called you to do, you need to focus on his power rather than your inadequacies. It is God in his power and out of his love for you that is going to discipline, mould and perfect you. Not anything that you can do alone. God will always be bigger than any giant you may face and he will equip you regardless of your weaknesses and mistakes if you surrender yourself completely to him. Peter was vulnerable when he stepped out on the boat and we too need to be vulnerable in our relationship with God so that he can work in and through our lives. What I love about this passage is even though Peter got overwhelmed and he took his eyes off of Jesus, he called out to Jesus to save him. Jesus took Peter's hand and walked him back to the boat. Jesus is faithful and gracious to Peter and he is faithful and gracious to us today. Paul says in Romans 3:23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Each of us will make mistakes when stepping out for God's, God's kingdom, but take his hand and do it with the great I am. So firstly, take courage. Jesus is here. Take courage and step out. Take courage and hold on. When fear piles up and causes you to doubt if you can do it or if God is with you, remember he is always with you and he's the only one who knows how to help you. Take courage and know Jesus is with you. Step out and hold on to him. Harry, do you want to join me? We want to step out together. So if you, uh, if you choose to step out and follow God's will for your life, then please, if you're able, could you stand with us as Harry prays? Thank you. God, I just come to you today. I pray, Lord, you be over everyone that stood up, Lord, those that really want to step out, God, and they want to spread your word, Lord. They want to step out with confidence, Lord, that God, Lord, they know that they are equipped by you, God, and that, God, they, they will be people who your spirit walks through, Lord. And I pray that your hand be upon them. I pray every claim of the enemy of no power over them, Lord. But I know, God, you're with them and walking with them, God. And may you just bless them, Lord. May they walk with you throughout the week. Lord, may they step out with confidence, Lord, knowing you're with them. And just be with them today. In Jesus' name, amen.